Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. The UK economy grew by half a percent in May, which took some of the forecasters by surprise because it had dipped the month before and things are not going great at the moment. But uh, it did. It's rebounding, according to the ONS. uh, That's the Office of National Statistics. Most areas of the economy expanded, including construction, travel and manufacturing. Uh, And this surprised me, really, because travel has been hit by a series of Flight cancellations, you know, thousands of flights have been cancelled and, and thousands more have been cancelled uh, by, by Heathrow Airport this summer. And it's just chaos at the moment trying to, to get away. Uh, but construction, well, I mean, I'm looking around everywhere and I can see a lot of construction going on, particularly on people's homes. It's, it's a lot cheaper to expand your house. And of course, the government have relaxed uh, many of the, the planning restrictions which stop people from doing that. It's, it's a lot easier now and, and cheaper to expand your house, to go up into the loft rather than move and pay all that stamp duty. So everywhere I look, there's a lot of work going on. You can't get good builders. Uh, I was talking to someone recently. They said they're looking at um, you know six to, to nine months to book somebody reputable to do, to do work on their house and that the job will take six to eight months. So they're having to move out. But it's worth it for them because if they... They move, they're going to pay a lot in costs, a lot in tax and stamp duty, moving costs, estate agents fees and that sort of thing. So they've decided to expand what, what they've got. Now, although the economy has expanded, uh, the business leaders are still worried about inflation. They're worried about the rising cost of all the raw materials and fuel and gas. And, and you know, we, we, we're still seeing this right now, all of us. I won't go on about it again, but uh, inflation is expected to hit 11% and is, is soaring around the world. In fact, news just out is that the the U.S. economy, the U.S. inflation rate has hit 9.1%. And that means that the Federal Reserve will almost certainly whack up interest rates again pretty soon. And and that's going to to, to dent growth over there and possibly cause a problem with the the housing market there. We're already seeing signs that the housing market could be uh, about, you know, the bubble there could be about to burst. But we will have to see. Now, if, if you're in the UK or around Europe, you must know that uh, the Conservative Party is uh, in the process of electing a new leader who then will be, by default, become prime minister without an election, a general election. But they, they've, they, they've got rid of Boris they, and, and they forced him to resign. So he resigned last week. And now they're electing a, a new leader who will then become the prime minister. Um, and that's that's the system. I, won't go, I went into my last product podcast how that works but most of the candidates are promising to to cut taxes and stimulate growth with with more spending plans um however the bookies favorite which is richie sunak the former chancellor who basically walked out of his job and stabbed johnson in the back he said no we need caution um you know we we need to uh, take a cautious approach because we've got to pay back this deficit blah 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 many argue that he doesn't know what it is like to to to, to experience poverty because he's, he's kind of grown up with a super spoon and silver spoon in his mouth and, and now he's married to a billionaire's daughter. But that's just what people say. I'm not, I'm not saying that about him. 
Um, but of course, he's had he's going to have a slight difficulty in that he was part of the Conservative government under Boris, and uh, of course, his wife has had tax uh, investigations going on as well into her uh, non-dom tax status. So I'm not I'm not sure if he if he's an election winner, but we, we shall have to see. The other favourite is Penny Mordaunt. Uh, I, I actually like her. I think she she's comes from a naval background. I think um, in, in the services, one of the services. I think she's a very straightforward talking person and could be the one to settle things down. But getting back to tax cuts, I think tax cuts are needed. Uh, I mean, Rishi Sunak, uh, when when he was chancellor, has actually increased taxes for many and increased corporation tax to pay for the deficit. Of course, they threw around you know, hundreds of billions of pounds in the deficit when they shut the economy down. So that's caused a problem now. So it means that a conservative government is not cutting taxes and a lot of people are not happy with Boris for that. A lot of traditional conservatives want lower taxes. But I think the time has come for lower taxes. They should certainly cut corporation tax down to 15% to make us more competitive in Europe. I mean, Ireland's lower than us at the moment. That's causing companies like you know your Googles and your Apples to, and Facebooks to base themselves in Ireland in Europe rather than in the UK where they do much more business. Uh, but I, I think we do need something like that. And we need to stimulate more growth, uh, encourage business to invest more and bring in inward investment into the UK. And of course, they argue that inward investment is coming to the UK. But but I, I think it's definitely needed to, to slash taxes. Uh, corporation taxes are tax on business profits. So it, it, it doesn't encourage business. And in addition, businesses is paying, you know, they're, they're, they're paying, the, the, they're collecting VAT, they're collecting PAYE tax revenues. So they're doing a lot. And I think that that is something that uh, any of the new candidates, the eight candidates that are shortlisted, should should focus on. Uh, now, most leaders coming into to government want to say, well, cut bureaucracy, we'll slash taxes, we'll, we'll get people back to work. But, but, but few of them actually achieve that. Now, we have got more people back to work and the unemployed people are you know, being pushed into work by by new rules and universal credit and that sort of thing. So that, that, that's a good thing. But the size of government, that the basic, the huge state has actually grown. There's more civil servants now than there were in 2016. And, and you know, if you think that half the, the population in the UK, the working population, are actually employed indirectly or directly by the government or by taxpayers. So, you know, that, that, that needs to be looked at. And, and that, that definitely costs us a lot of money. And what are civil servants doing at the moment? Most of them are working from home. They refuse to go into the office, which is causing a backlog in things like passports. Um, and, you know, you try to get hold of people in local authorities. They're, they're not there half the time. I'm not saying all of them, but it, it definitely is, is, is a problem. So that, that's something I think any, any government needs to do. Now, I don't know if you've been watching what's going on in China in, in recent months. I mean, obviously, you don't get much news out of China, but we've seen big property companies default like Evergrande on their bond payments. And, and we know that there's problems underlying. They've got an, a new pandemic now. Uh, manufacturing has slowed down and, and come to a halt in some areas. And buildings are collapsing under the, the heat wave they've got there at the moment. But a worrying sign came out of the BBC saying that authorities in China's Henan province will start releasing money to customers that had their funds frozen by several rural banks now a rural bank's not like a little building site that could be you know, tens of thousands or millions of customers and and these banks froze their um their their, their money just said we haven't got the money we can't give you the money and and this is where you if you get a run on the bank 
if everyone went into the bank tomorrow in the UK and demanded their money out, the bank wouldn't have it because they've lent it out. It's fractional reserve lending. They're, they're making money on your money and paying you like 0.1% despite interest rate rises. So they haven't got the money. And this is what happened there. There was obviously some panic that happened. And there were massive protests in, in Henan's capital, Zengual. Uh, and these turned violent. So the government have had to step in. Uh, and apparently the banks focus a project. They've frozen a total of 39 billion yen or uh, $5 billion, nearly four, over 4 billion pounds of deposits. So it's not, it's not small beer. Um, so I think that that's something to, to be definitely looked at. Other things in the world going on, one of China's uh, debtor nations, which is Sri Lanka, are in real trouble. Their, their government has collapsed. They're, in, they're, in, they're just in chaos, basically, in Sri Lanka. Um, you, you can see things on the news, and I've been talking about this for a couple of months, that there's food shortages there. Now you see on the news they're queuing up for, for petrol to get a tank full of petrol. They're giving vouchers. It's all ration. They, they queue for two days just to get one of these gas tanks, these sort of camping gas cylinders that they use to cook with. Uh, so, so it is really bad, and people are, are definitely suffering. The government's collapsed. Uh, the, the, the ministers have just disappeared, and people have stormed the, the palace, and they're, 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 they're protecting it. They're not smashing up, fortunately, the people. But... Uh, people are just walking around looking at the, 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 the Prime Minister's bedroom and his swimming pool and his luxury gym, and they're not happy. You know, it, this is that kind of how, how the other half lives. So there's lots of things going on in the world. You might think, what does it matter to us? You know, it doesn't really matter. But I think it, it, it does matter because all these are signs that uh, think things are, are, are actually going wrong in the world. And we, we need to, to look at that because that could come to the West as well especially with food shortages and, and that sort of thing. And, and the cost of raw materials, uh, commodities are just still going through the roof. But when, when you look at inflation, because it's calculated month by month, uh, once it's been factored into inflation figures, um, then if it stays the same or goes up a little bit more, it, it will just show us a small rise in inflation. But the fact is we're all still paying that, that figure. So if they say like fuel which is like two two pounds a litre here. If, if they say that fuel uh, has gone down in, in, in June, it, it might have gone down by a couple of percent, but we are still paying record, near record highs for our, our petrol. So that, that's a little bit, people can be deceived by this because inflation rises and rises and rises, but then, then you're, you're, most of us will be stuck with those prices until we stop buying those goods and then, they have to start reducing prices. I don't know if I explained that very well. Um, just, just on another subject now, I, I recently heard a, a, an interview with the famous Chris Blackwell. I, I don't know if you know him, but he is the founder of Island Records, regarding as one of the most influential, influential record uh, executives, record, found, record label founders of, of all time. Chris helped launch the careers of not only people like Bob Marley and many reggae and ska artists, but also... Roxy Music, Free, you know, All Right Now, All Right Now, and 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 you uh, too. So it, it was mega, and, and and he was asked by uh, the, the BBC radio interview, Johnny Walker, um, how did he discover these artists? How did he think that uh, you know certain reggae artists and ska artists would would ska music as a form as a Jamaican type of music similar to reggae? Um, that's where he started from, although he. he he expanded into other bands, but he started off with reggae 
in the 60s. And they said, well, how do you spot these opportunities? You know, because nobody would, would realise that this, this kind of Jamaican music could expand across the world. And interestingly, he said, you know, he wasn't interested in, in the money. He wasn't interested in, um, you know, just creating the next global brand or finding the next Beatles or whatever. He was just interested in helping get the music out there, helping uh, helping people and helping the, find these bands and, and, and help to launch their careers. So he had a very different attitude from you think, well, I just want to make money. And very, very interesting. He started in the early 60s and I think he'd been employed on the movie Dr. No and they wanted him back. And I, I don't know exactly what he did, but uh, he, he could have had a promising career just making Bond movies for the rest of his career, but he wanted to, he, he actually went to a fortune teller, believe it or not. And he said, look, my dream is, is music, but I've got this secure career in film. And the, the fortune teller said, we'll follow your dream. Well, it didn't take much of a, a fortune teller to, to realize that, but obviously that, that was good advice. Um, I think a lot of these fortune tellers are sort of doing cold reading, really. They, they find out which wind, which way the wind is blowing and say, well, you know, follow your dream. And, and he, he, and he did, and he, and he, he built up this massive company. Uh, he sold the company now. Um, but it's interesting that he wanted to give, not get. But he's now worth $300 million. I think he's retired to a mansion in Jamaica. And he did it for the love of music. And um, there's a famous story of how he sort of, uh, launched the career of, of Bob Marley in the UK or got him on, on, on to, to, to recording career and, and just gave the band money, gave him 50000 to go and make a record. Uh, he helped them out when they were broke in the UK. So he's a great guy. He never thought about the money. He just thought about how many people he can help. It's a bit like the old Zig Ziglar quotation. You can help enough people get what they want. You can have anything you want. You can have anything on you, you want in life if you help enough, enough people get what they want. And it kind of goes back to almost a biblical quote of, you know, if you, the, the story of the talents. You know, if you, you just help one or two people, you'll get this much. If you help many people, you'll get many more things in, 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 in terms of reward. And that's what, you know, the, the big billionaires of the world have done. They've built global empires. They might've made a small amount per transaction, but they wanted to help millions and even billions of people. They had really big ideas rather than just say, well, I'm going to help a few people. So I'm just, just going through what, what uh, Chris Blackwell said. It just struck with me of how his ethos um, helped to make him a multimillionaire, but helped to launch careers and, and, and become a, 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 a music empire. Now, talking about music, uh, you, you may have heard that the Rolling Stones, one of my favourite bands, have celebrated 60 years in, in the business. Um, it, it's remarkable how long they've been going. Is it 60 years? Yeah, 1960s. Yeah, it, it's 60 years. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, they're still going. I think Mick's now 79 or pushing 80. Um, it's just, I mean, the youngest member of the band, Ronnie Wood, is 75. So it's just incredible how long they've been going, how many great songs they've written. They've written hundreds and hundreds of songs over the years. I think that they've always been a bit underrated compared to the Beatles because they were coming out around about that time. Uh, but they're not only a great band, they're also extremely good business, business people. They know how to run their business and that's made them extremely wealthy. Um, Fox Business said that uh, their combined wealth is over $1.5 billion. Uh, they've, they've recently did a tour this year to celebrate the, the group's fortune, their 60th year sort of tour, uh, still going strong. They've still got so much energy on stage. They're, they're remarkable. I'm watching some documentaries. If you can catch them on the BBC iPlayer, 
There's some great documentaries about the Rolling Stones. I think it's called Like a Rolling Stone. Uh, Ronnie Wood, uh, worth a couple hundred million. Charlie Watts, 250 million. Now, they don't even write the songs. You know, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, both worth half a billion, $500 million. Uh, it, it, it's, it's incredible, just because they've kept going. And yet, there was a time when they nearly went broke. This is after they had a string of hits in the 1960s. They were, they were going broke. Um, and now they're, they're one of the most enduring and successful bands of, of, of all time. And um, it, it, looking back on their, their early career, they, they had a manager uh, to look after their, all, all their affairs and they kind of left that to them and they wrote the songs and went out and played. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. It's can't get no satisfaction and all that sort of stuff. He just did his stuff on stage, left it to the managers. But they found out the managers were not managing their business very well. They weren't paying taxes. They owed all this back tax in the UK. And at that time, I think that the highest tax rate was 98%. So it was ridiculous. They were in the process of going bust. They were going to go broke. And lack of attention to taxes is one of the major reasons why a lot of stars do, do, do go broke. Uh, I wrote about this in my book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. The stars who made a fortune and went broke. And a lot of it is down to tax and, and bad tax planning. Blondie, you know, went broke because of bad tax planning. Um, loads of artists have just uh, fallen foul of, of tax. Mike Tyson spent hundreds of millions. Uh, Tony Braxton, I think, has been bankrupt twice. So that that's something that happens. But what they decided to do was literally move out of the UK. They decided we've just got to get out of here uh, in order to save our careers. So they moved to France and they made this new album, uh, Exile on Main Street, in this chateau that they hired or bought. I don't know. Um, but it, there's, a, there's a great documentary about that that uh, that episode. And they, they just moved out and Mick Jagger decided to take control of things. All right, they still had managers, they still had accountants, they still had lawyers, but Mick Jagger became, he said he didn't want to, but he just decided to take control of things. Now, these guys are not silly, they're educated. Mick Jagger actually spent two years at the London School of Economics, no less, before dropping out to the former band. I'm sure his parents told him not to do it. Uh, but he decided to take control of things. And and literally, uh, they've never looked back since. They they formed their own record label at the end of the 60s, early 70s. Uh, they, they had that logo. Uh, and they've, they've become a worldwide brand. And it's amazing what they've done. And that that's how they then started to, to make real fortunes. And this is after their 60s success, where they've made a lot of money, but it all been blown by managers or not paid and gone in taxes and that sort of thing. But once they started to get things in order from the 70s on, this is where they, they've made their, their real fortunes and become, you know, multi multi millionaires. And this, this is this is very interesting um, that Mick took control of the business. Uh, he likes to keep control of every aspect of the band. He's they're very on the ball. Um, and I, I mean, I once had a ticket to the concert years ago where they cancelled the concert in the UK because it would have left them a couple of days over the amount of time they could spend in the UK before then being hit with a big tax bill. So they just cancelled the concert. It's well known that Mick has some of his properties in offshore companies. He's got a big property down in Richmond that that apparently is in an offshore company. So they're, 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 they're quite astute. Maybe some people might not like that, but they're legally entitled to minimise their tax bill, which I'm sure is, is considerable. I'm sure they employ uh, thousands of people as well. Uh, so so that, that, that's, that's all I can say about 
bands. It's a little bit about music today, but a band is a business at the end of the day, and they're not just up there singing and shouting. They've got to run, look after the business side of things. Otherwise, they'll be making a lot of money, but it will just be spent uh, the other way. And this is why I run my money uh, mastery and money smart money courses uh, to, to help people get control of their finances uh, as well as earn money, but make sure they keep money as well. Now, in order to build the economy, I think you need confidence in the country. So whoever the leader comes in, there's got to instill confidence in the country, make sure there's a good tax regime uh, and, and make sure that businesses will want to invest more and create more jobs. That's how you, you rebuild the economy. It's a similar way with, with yourselves. You know, you've got to have confidence in, in things and you've got to invest to rebuild your economy or your economy that I call it in order to build your fortune, uh, save for retirement, whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you want to achieve. It may not be all money orientated, but we all want security, right? And in order to do that, you need to invest. You can't just save your way to a, to a fortune, to financial freedom. Saving alone won't do it because the rates you're getting are so low that your money is losing value in the bank. Now, one of the ways that I've been able to uh, build my own new economy is is through investing, through investing in property. I've done a bit in shares and gold and that sort of thing, but property has been the main thing because you can borrow money, you can use leverage to buy property, as I've explained in my book, Borrow and Grow Rich. And we've got some, uh, you know, you, you might know that reason I've started my own estate agency business, Open House South Hearts. Uh, we, we concentrate on the South Hertfordshire area, but we've, we've also got an auction arm where we can sell properties through the auction in any part of the country. We've got several properties on at the moment in the northeast, which is is a growing area that this leveling up is putting money into the northeast. And there are auction properties on on our Facebook page, our Open House South Hearts. And I'll put a link up to that, um, where you can get up to a fourteen percent yield on your money. Now, when you compare that to less than one percent, so you're looking at at least fourteen times what you're getting in the bank. But it's probably more like fifty times when you you look at the real rate that you're getting in the bank. Plus, you're going to get growth as well in the property over time. It may not go up in leaps and bounds, but property is still going up in the UK. It may even go down. We don't know. But the, the, the yield is there. The income is still there. Whereas in the bank, they're just giving you a bit of interest. Your capital stays the same unless the interest is reinvested, of course. But I've got some properties there. Two-bed house for uh, £36,000. I've just had to look at it. I can't believe it. Uh, two-bed, nice two-bed house with a big yard at the back. Perfect buy to let or even a, a, a first-time buyer deal and it's in fairly good condition as well uh, there's another four bed uh, rented house we've already got an income there you've already got a yield there for just £59,000 so have a look at that on our uh, open house Facebook page open house South Hearts if you can't find the page uh, I'll put a link up here if you can't find it just drop me a line but there are lots of bargains on there and this is through an auction, so you bid online. So you need to register yourself through us uh, in order to bid online. Um, and you know fees will apply. You will have to pay some fees if you buy the property, not just the bid, but um, with auctions, it's slightly different from an estate agent. And remember that with auctions, once you bid and your bid is accepted, the hammer has gone down, you're then committed to buy that property. But it cuts out all the time wasting and that sort of thing, the messing around that most... Uh, sellers of property incur with with buyers uh, and in fact it's a good way to sell your property if you need a quick and you know, definite sale for a property because you can sell your property through our auction with no fees to, to the seller whatsoever so thanks very much for listening 
have a, have a great day. Try to stay cool. We're, we're experiencing like 30 degree heat in the UK. It's, it's, it's too hot for us. We're all complaining about the heat now after complaining about the rain and the cold. We're now like British people. We complain about the weather all the time, but it is really hot and it's going to go even higher next year, next week. I mean, um, so wherever you are, try and stay cool. We're apparently hotter than Jamaica at the moment. So uh, that would, might not please uh, Chris Blackwell. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Check out our Facebook page, Open House South Hearts, H-E-R-T-S. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 